to Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamore, your host. So grateful to have you here, as always. So uh, today, um, we're going to be offering up two different slices of pizza, and I'll explain that here in just a uno momento. Um, but first, I want to introduce our guests, and then we'll get into that. So on this episode, uh, we happen to have uh, a few fellow podcasters. They had me on their podcast uh, recently, and uh, they host a weekly show that asks, what's your bacon? And, uh, you know, what's that, what's that extra passion in, in your life that makes everything uh, in it better? Uh, so please welcome Mike and Jimmy G from Bacon Is My Podcast. Hello, hello, guys. What's up? What's up? What's, what's up, up, dude? How are, you, how are you both? Cold. We are excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it just snowed here, and it sucks. Yeah. You're right. You guys. To, so to specify, you guys are in New York. Yes. Um, yes. You're in like Long Island, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just outside the city. We just got hit by everything that you saw that we were getting hit with. Yeah. yeah we got clobbered. It was... The East Coast was getting hit with. So so how much how much snow did you get? So. Like it depended on uh, so further east, you got way worse. I yeah. think they got like two to three feet. Okay, um, but we got like twelve to eighteen inches. Right, holy hell! And, and yeah. what what sucked about it though was it, it, there were uh, gusts of fifty five mile per hour winds. Oh, dude! And it sustained like twenty mile per hour winds. So I had to shovel out like a three foot snow drift up against the garage studio here yeah. uh, prior to this. So that, that was, Damn. that was a lot of fun. And he was almost not able to get out of his apartment. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. how the hell did you, <laughs> how did you get to, are you, are you guys in the same town or are you just a couple towns away? Oh, no. or? A couple towns away. I'm, I'm like 15 minutes away from Mike and, okay. um, I, I live in a uh, legally suspect basement apartment with my girlfriend and uh, we there's no front entrance. So it's like a it's a, a fenced in yard. And okay. then our exit is through a, a porch in the backyard. Nice. So snowdrifts build up and then we can't open the doors to the porch and then we just can't leave. Yeah. We just can't go anywhere. <laughs> so, you're down, like, buddy. so you're like call a friend and be like, hey, can you uh can you yeah, me out? Like <laughs> our our landlords are awesome and they usually like he they have a snow blower and they'll uh-huh. and they'll get most of it and then we'll jump out and help them shovel the driveway and all that kind of stuff. Oh that's but good. uh they left for the weekend so it was literally um Saturday oh, night when or Friday night I think it was when all the snow was happening. Yeah. I was going outside every couple of hours and shoveling from our porch door around to our uh, fence door to get out to the front, a little walkway, just hoping that the snow wouldn't cover it up. So I I shoveled it like three times before I went to bed. And then in the morning, it was still covered up, but enough to get out. I could still open the door. Thank God. I'm glad you got out to to do this podcast, man. Um, So before... 
we like to, you know dive super deep into to conversa- conversation um let's talk about this pizza spread that we have oh um, yeah this is I'm excited i don't think i've ever done this on any episode of the podcast um and you know with uh, the pandemic that's been going on the last two years there hasn't been a ton of pizza consumption i mean there has but not as much as there was pre-pandemic like pre-pandemic it was literally like every episode um so what we decided to do uh when uh when i recorded an episode of bacon is my podcast like after we did that we were just kind of talking about okay what are we going to do for you know pop punk and pizza we're like how about i buy you pizza from chicago have it sent to you and then you guys buy me new york style pizza and have it sent to me and we'll both like eat each other's local cuisine and uh so that's what we got going on here so i i'd like to have you tell me about the pizza you bought me and then i can tell you about like the pizza i bought you so absolutely um, james was on pizza detail i was on pizza detail yeah so so what is is this doesn't this look magnificent i I, I know a person might be listening or might be listening and not watching the video but this just this just looks amazing doesn't it so i chose for you a uh a a uh, it's like a forever New York staple, uh, Nicoletta's Nicoletta's okay. pizza. And um, they do the traditional hand toss slice. They, they kind of um, with their sauce, they kind of do a circular sauce kind yeah. of. Yeah. And you can uh, see that yeah. if yeah, you're watching yeah. the video version of this right now, you can kind of see that circular. Yeah. So you on. get these stripes of sauce and then the cheese is intermingled. It's just delicious. It's uh, it's foldable. It's big slices. It's quintessential kind of like thin slice, New yeah. York thin style. Eat it on the go. Walk around with it. Pizza. Yeah. Um, I've had it a bunch of times. I I, uh, I had a hard time choosing, honestly, because <laughs> uh Brooklyn has amazing pizza. Staten Island has amazing pizza. And I sometimes defer to the boroughs because mm-hmm. a lot of uh, tourists come into New York. And so a lot of like your dollar pizza places yeah. and stuff like that don't give you that real New York slice. No, the they don't. Uh, Nicoletta's, so, Joe's, Patsy's, those are all. Really so so is Nicoletta, do they have, I assume they have multiple locations then throughout the boroughs? Or? A couple in the city and that's it. Okay, so they're just in Manhattan. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. As far as I know, I'm not exactly sure. They might have a spot in Brooklyn, but I think it's only Manhattan. Okay. Awesome. One thing I will say, though, uh, and, 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 you know, Nicoletta's is great, but as far as New York City pizza, still by far uh, my favorite pizza from New York City, Roses. Roses, but it's but it's but it's it's closed down now. So you, it's that's a a bummer. He's talking about a place in Penn Penn Station Station. that you can eat pizza at three a.m., which is and and yes, they have a million different pies coming out, and you can get anything you want. The slices are the size of your head. They are the size of your head, and they are cheap. But if you're going for pure flavor, to a person who's not intoxicated. I will push you towards Nicoletta's, ne- Nicoletta's. Okay. Patsy's. You know, Roses is great. I you, love Roses you, too. You remind me of a, uh, Mike, that reminds me of a place here in uh, the south side of Chicago. And there's, of course, there's a lot of different places like this. It's called Nona's. 
and the it, it's a it's a slice place i mean you can order a full pizza of course there and, and other things too but um you can just walk in there get a huge giant and it, yeah like you said like the size of your head yeah. right, right and it used to be five bucks i'm sure it's gone up now because everything has gone up with the pandemic right. it's probably up to six or seven dollars i bet i wouldn't be surprised at least yeah. um but yeah it's just it's ridiculous of how how big it is. Like it's so big, they have to like like cut it in half because right. it's so big. <laughs> and so, you know, um, so it, like if you really wanted to, if you wanted to be like, I guess a little more conscious of your eating habits, you would only eat like half of it or maybe a quarter of it, and mm. then you, you uh, two people could share right a, one a, slice. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So, but, well, um, Rose's pizza was was purely to soak up the alcohol yes. that you've just consumed. <laughs> yes. And while you're waiting for your train, but also you could buy giant beers from there too okay. that they encourage drinking from straws. See, there's well, a lot of things going. There's a lot of lot to unpack there. Which is why, <laughs> it's why not I there was anymore. on pizza duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, Good I'm. Point. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to take a bite of mine real quick, and then yeah. we'll talk about what you guys have on your end. Absolutely. So, Because yes, yes. this this just absolutely smells delicious, and it's been driving me crazy ever since go it came it, out of the yeah. oven. So here, here we go. Napkins, by the way. Oh, man. Mmm. That is so good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's solid. I gotta give a nice. Gotta give a round of applause for that. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. I love the cheese uh, combination. Whatever it is, the mixture. Yeah, Super I wish good. I had the answer to tell you, but I well, I, don't, I do not know. I don't think um, I've got the little card that yeah. it came with, but it uh, doesn't say. But yeah, no, I'm sold, man. If uh, I'm ever back in New York. I'm gonna find uh, Nicoletta. <laughs> yeah. back, right? You think yeah. you think New York when you taste it. You just kind of get that bite. I do. You're just kind of like, oh man, I remember when I was in New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it makes and this is making me making me actually miss New York right now. And my brother, who is was living in New York, now he just moved to Hawaii. So I'm gonna have to visit him there and try. Beautiful. Hawaiian uh, pizza, and I'm sure pineapple it's got pineapple. It's got pineapple and spam on it, probably. Yeah, <laughs> you nailed it. Totally nailed it. So, all right. So now it's your guys' turn. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Can we display so, it real quick? Yeah, let's display that bad boy. Um, so that is Lou Malnati's, and it is one of, if not um, the oldest family name in Chicago pizza. Um, it, 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 they have a, a very, uh, rich history in Chicago pizza. So, uh, Lou Malnati, uh, the, the, obviously it was, he was a guy, he was a really awesome guy. Uh, he started the, uh, his, his pizza crafting in the 1940s. Um, and uh, he actually worked at Chicago's first deep dish pizza place, restaurant, pizzeria. And okay. so I think that alone, that just that little bit of information alone, I think is what really fueled Lou Malnati's to be like the name when it comes to deep dish pizza in Chicago. Um, and, uh, and so, I mean, that just, that, that just kind of, 
you know, sums it up in a, in a brief moment. Another funny thing um, is that, you know, it's, it's Italian cuisine. He's Italian, but he opened up a pizzeria. The first one, it was in a Jewish neighborhood in Chicago. It wasn't, it wasn't Italian. He opened it in a Jewish neighborhood and he opened it on a Irish holiday. So, you know, that's, yeah, that's another, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and they've got, dozens of uh chicago area locations there they also opened up a spot in indianapolis i don't know if it's just one location or multiple and then they've got um i think there's one i could be wrong i think there's one in milwaukee and then uh phoenix arizona they've got okay they're located there so they and those are obviously relatively newer they were mainly just in the greater chicago area whether it was downtown or one of the suburbs um and then they've kind of excuse me they've been uh you know branching out so um and i believe you guys chose the cheese one right yeah we did um now i'll i'll Full disclosure, I, uh, Jerry G, I, I'm from Indiana. I have been to Chicago many times. I've had Lou Malnati's. So this is not new to me. I'm super excited about it. This is new to me. It's new for Mike. So I'm excited to hear Mike's take on it. And we chose cheese because mostly because of me and my, I, I have this thing with pizza places where I feel like if you can't make a good regular slice, Nothing else you do is going to hide your inadequacies. Mm-hmm. So let's take a bite of this. Cheers, my Cheers, friend. Cheers, my friend. Awesome. Let's do this. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this is not like New York pizza. Oh, this takes me back. At all. <laughs> it's almost like a casserole. It's not. Not in a bad way. It's not like a casserole. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like casseroles. You know, there's nothing wrong with casseroles. They do, but this as long as it tastes good, right? Mm-hmm. I don't say it like in a negative way. Mm. Yeah, the thing, man, that's good. I think one of the biggest things is, and and I don't know all the ingredients that are in uh, Lou Malnati's crust. I hope to learn one day soon. Um, but it, it's um, it has like a like a corn flavor almost yeah, like to meal. me yeah it's like cornmeal yeah so that's like a, one of the things you'll find in in chicago deep dish pizza and i'm sure other deep dishes around the country you find that to be a common thing but specifically i know that's like one of the one of the many traits of mm-hmm. chicago uh deep dish now we we just found out today apparently although in new york Buffalo style pizza is very much like this. Okay. Interesting. Like Buffalo, New York? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So um in Buffalo, they kind of tradi- uh, they kind of adopted the the deep dish, thicker crust style. Okay. Is it like a so is it as thick as like Lou Malnati's you're eating right now? Or is it more like a like a pan? I don't thickness? know. I'm I'm not we sure. We don't know. Yet. We, we just we, found we, that out today. Yeah, we literally we, That's we interesting. had we had a guest on our show mm-hmm. that's in Buffalo. Okay. And we were talking to him about it. And he was talking about it's very like Detroit style. So I believe it's probably a thicker crust. Okay. Yeah. Because Detroit style is a little bit more like pillowy and thick. Yes. Whereas 
Chicago to me, it's got like almost a, there's like a thin pie crust type of feel around the edge. And then, um, and then you've got your thick crust. I love that the cheese is on the crust first. And yeah. that the tomato, the tomato sauce is, is like sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. This is so good. Well, this, this, you- I'm, this, this is really good too, by the way. I can't get over how good it is. Um, um, what I like is it's not, it's thin, but it's not like floppy thin, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that about it as well. Um, but, uh, so now that we've, <laughs> we're diving into the pizza, everyone's enjoying themselves. Right. Um, thank you by the way, for, you know, letting me be on bacon as my podcast. That was all, that was a ton of fun. It was one of the, the most fun I've ever had on, on someone else's podcast. So thank you for that. Thank um, you. Awesome. Where, where did you two meet? Um, and, and I guess what, uh, Jimmy, what brought you from New York, uh, or what brought you from Indiana? I'm sorry, to New York, and and where where I can't remember if you told me where in Indiana you're from. I, well, I I grew up kind of all over the place. Indiana, I we moved to Indiana when I was in like fifth grade, so that's kind of where I spent the most time. Before that, um, it was like Ohio, Kansas, New Hampshire, Iowa. I was kind of all over the place. Now, why all the moving around? Um, I think it was really a case of my dad just kind of like being one of those people that like chases opportunity. And so it was like, hey, I have this opportunity to get a better job. Let's do it. And so we just kind of moved and did it and and kind of shifted and did those things. Um, And that was always just kind of part of it. And then once I got into around like fourth, fifth grade, um, my mom had my brother and then was pregnant with my other brother. And it was kind of like, okay, we got to settle this down (laughs) and kind of give them a place to all stay and grow up. And so that's what we did. And we did that in Indiana. Uh, When I was about 18, 18, 19, um, is when I first kind of like moved out of home and and decided that I wanted to kind of live somewhere else. And I was looking at New York and I was looking at California because I'm a musician. Um, and I was like, oh, I need to go where the industry is and I want to go where where I hear everything is, you know, like all my heroes were from either coast, you know. And uh, and so I flipped a coin and New York was heads and California was tails. Landed on heads, came to New York. Um, did a whole lot of different music and band stuff and then eventually landed in Long Island and the band I was in in Long Island ended up at a studio where we were playing shows with Mike's band mm-hmm. uh-huh. and we figured out that we were at the same studio. So we started uh, a prank war and started playing pranks on each other in the studio because we were like, Oh, these guys are cool and we're fun and we enjoy playing pranks on each other. And so we created a prank war and we became friends out of that. We yeah. figured out that we both were fans of uh, the same kind of music. We we're the fans of fans of professional wrestling, fans of comic books, um, comic movies, things like that. We liked a lot of the same stuff and we just kind of, gravitated towards each other and became friends and yeah. have hung out and 
gotten closer throughout all the years after that. And our bands have stayed friends and everything, but even through different bands and stuff, we just kind of like kept hanging out. Yeah. And it's always been one of those things. And, and, uh, you know, when, when you're in a band, you find that person that you can confide in and, and that person that you could be like, I, can't, I hate my band. Um, so we've, we've always, what? <laughs> you, you don't hate the music you're doing, but you know, there's the conflicting personalities. And I under, like yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I, so, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. But but we were always kind You've of been in bands. Yeah. I, oh no 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 no. I no believe me, I totally get it. Um, but yeah, we were always kind of that person to each other. Um, you know, we saw each other's work ethic, and we were always like, man, we we, we need to do something together. We need to yeah. do something together. And um, we started writing together, and we wrote like twelve songs, and then right. all of a sudden his band started getting like opportunities and my band started getting opportunities and we were kind of like, okay, we'll revisit this. And um, so that happened a couple of times and then the pandemic happened and uh, you know, we still played shows together and still complained about our respective bands together. <laughs> and um, you know, like it's, it, it's just a part of the band Dynamic. relationship yeah. the dynamic and stuff well you, you it's gotta have I mean, that person it, you know it's a, it's a family yeah yeah, yeah. whether yeah. it's good or bad i mean right right <laughs> you don't right. choose them right sort of well but, yeah uh, you do but you know yeah right but uh <laughs> but the pandemic happened jim texted me out of the blue just kind of saying hey man a uh, buddy of mine is putting a movie together he needs some music for it you, you, you want to you want to kind of do it and i was like yeah yeah let's let's do it he shows up and he's like cool we, we, this has to be done in two weeks and i was like oh okay and what do we have to do now i'm i'm a i'm a metal uh like you know hard rock metal guy and, and he's like a straightforward rock and roll kind of guy and he's like yeah he's thinking like you know dusk till dawn grungy mexican bar tito and the tarantulas kind of vibe and we're like Okay, cool. So we we write, write the song, get it recorded within a week, and all done. And uh, you know, a couple of times, friends have asked us that are like, "Hey, we'd love to be a fly on the wall, like see what what is happening." So we were like, "Screw it!" We spend the first hour of when we get together talking. Let's just throw a camera on and talk. And uh, that's what we started doing. And all of a sudden. Out of the blue, I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll just shoot an email out to this person or that person, see if they want to be a guest." And that's how we ended up like getting guests. Right. You know, becoming we started with and then becoming um, a podcast with guests. Some 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 wrestlers. We had, um, you know, musicians. Uh, musicians uh, you know. People from rivals, other podcasters, other like podcasters, rivals. And, yeah, I was gonna say we've wow. had some of the same people on. Like, yeah, you know, I, I had Kaylee on the podcast as well, um, and she was super fun. She was a lot of fun. Yeah, She's we awesome, had yeah. we had uh, we had Kaylee. We had Mickey. Um, but yeah, it was just like one of those things where we started getting guests, and he was like, "Cool, let's let's do a guest like every other episode." And I said, "Cool, th that's cool." 
But as musicians, we know what you need to do is just throw a bunch of shit against the wall and see what sticks. I don't know if we can curse on this show. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I've, heard, I've, I've listened to the show. So. I, I have too, but I'm still like... Uh. Uh, so you, you just throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and then yeah. you see what sticks. And then all of a sudden, we had this barrage of people just going, yeah, yeah, well, come on. Yeah. And uh, and here we are over a year later, uh, still getting super cool and interesting guests and stuff. Finding um, out what their bacon is. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And so how did that come about you know you you uh you start putting you know camera on when you're uh what like during your writing sessions or right before your songwriting mm-hmm. sessions before before yeah. yeah and so where does you know the bacon you know bacon is my podcast where does where does the bacon come where does the analogy i know it obviously it's an analogy but yeah where does that come in like is one of you obsessed with bacon or both of you or and it's so funny like this is this is the question i'm not obsessed with bacon i i mean probably um because the world is filled with such people um unfortunately um not to uh you know upset you or anything but i i think that probably exists there are people like that somewhere you there know? probably are there probably are yeah um, um we'll accept them so the whole bacon thing uh honestly what what it was is it started as just this kind of funny thing uh a number of years ago I was offered to do a show um, during Christmas time. And I always, every year I would do a show for um, a foundation out here called uh, Toys of Hope. And it would, and it would bring toys. It would raise money to give toys to Long Island families. And it was very local. And, um, and so every year I would do a show with them and my band would do a show with them. And they, um, asked me one year to do a show and my band wasn't available. And I was like, Oh man, like I still kind of want to do it. And so I asked Mike, I was like, Hey, you want to do this thing with me? Like, it's just, well, I I don't know what we're going to do, but let's just, let's just do it. And he said, yes, of course. And, and so it was kind of like, okay, let's throw ourselves into figuring out what we're going to do. And it was literally like, okay, we're going to go with a couple of acoustic guitars. Um, we'll, I'll learn one or two of your songs. You learn a couple of my songs and we'll accompany each other. We'll do harmonies and stuff. And then uh, at the time uh, on YouTube, there was uh, the, the Benny Intruder thing and Double Rainbow were huge. Uh, if you guys, if anybody listening remembers Double Rainbow and Ben the Intruder song. Um, but it was like uh, auto tune the news. Yeah, was the was the people that did the Ben the Intruder, and that was the whole Hatch Kids Hatch. Okay, I was gonna say was that the yeah. Um, okay, and then there was uh, Double Rainbow all the way across the sky. See, I don't remember that one. Um, oh man, this oh, video. Then was there great. was there. So then funny. there was. Uh, I don't know if it was the same guy, um, but there was um, the Not Today. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the song was called, but it was uh, a woman being interviewed, and there was a. Uh, yeah, it was. It was the precursor that. to that. Yeah. The precursor to that, and the precursor to the "Ain't Nobody Got Time," right? Like mm-hmm. the, there was the, that one. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, Ain't yeah nobody yeah. got time. Yeah, there's that one. Too. So, so we did a couple of our own songs, and then we made a mashup of "Double Rainbow" and the "Ben the Intruder" song, and we thought that'll be funny. <laughs> to but do. we did it. 
the reason why we did it is because neither of us are lead guitar players or at the time we were were not lead guitar players and there was a solo during the song and i was like let's we have to do something else between this and um it it happened to be the like one of the first songs i wrote for my wife no (laughs) and um wow it was me trying to woo her while we were dating right and um in between i was like well we were married already and i was like yeah we got to put something else there and he was like you want to do double rainbow and bend the intruder i was like yeah it's a beautiful song yeah (laughs) that we ruined yeah (laughs) is there a video of that somewhere there is. Uh, there is. There is. There is. It, it shows up online every couple of like every couple of years. It shows up of, of your mashup. Repost, yeah, yeah, someone reposts it too. Like I'll we'll get a repost. Your wife reposts it sometimes. Yeah, it's sometimes like, it's a fan of one of our bands that'll repost it, and I'll be like, "Hey, you remember this?" And it's funny every time we're tagged in, and it's like, "Man, can you believe it's been eight years?" Right? Like we did wow. this. We, yeah, so, so I'm gonna have to check that out after we're done with this. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll send you a link. So we did that, and and when we did that, we were like, "What are we gonna call ourselves?" And um, I don't remember where I heard it. And now, like, ah, what was it? I I I read some interview, and I think it was with a professional wrestler, and and they were <laughs> and they were like, you know, they 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 were talking about weird things they find on the road. And they said that they were on the road and they saw a t-shirt that said bacon is my passion and they're a vegan. Mm. So they bought a t-shirt that said bacon is my passion. And I was like, bacon is my passion is going to be my next band scene. <laughs> and so I like, I went to Mike okay. and I was like, how about bacon is my passion? And he was like, yes. Why would that the, all day? Yes. And so, so we went to the show and, um, and it was so funny because the person announcing us really wanted to announce both of our band names and be like, this is Jimmy from, uh, Craving Strange. And this is Mike from last year on Broadway, no, no, further from resolution. And, and we were like, nope, you are only going to announce us as bacon is my passion. (laughs) She was like, what? (laughs) And so we were announced as bacon is my passion. It was this fun little one-off thing that we did. And all these years later, when we started doing this, I was like, what about bacon is my podcast? And, and we just find out what kind of, we talked about it. We were like, let's, let's find out what makes people's lives better. Like music makes our life better. Um, Comic books make our life better. Movies make our life better. Uh, and it's like that's that extra side that you don't absolutely need or have to have, but you kind of need and have to have because it makes it better, just like bacon happens to be on your plate. Yeah, that, that's really where it came from. It yeah. just it, it kind of was born out of that. And we were like, oh, man, we can just talk about this and find out what people love. Yeah. Awesome. So it obviously. Uh, not as much like emphasis on the actual bacon, but more on the analogy of it. Exactly. Know? And that's totally cool. But obviously you're both uh, bacon lovers as well. Um, so uh, it, what's, what's the most interesting like bacon dish or like something that had bacon in it that you've had? I'll let you go. You know how it. like there's like, okay. you know, there's like chocolate covered bacon yeah. and things like yeah. that, you know? Um, so in Denver, Colorado, uh, they had something called, uh, I think it was like, like 
they called it like crack bacon or something. Crack bacon. And it was it was at this. It, I don't remember the name of the place, and uh, but it was uh, it was basically like just brown sugar and peppered bacon, and they it was delicious. That that was probably one of my most one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really good. As far as most interesting, so we we've got a Patreon that um, we we tend to will eat awful things, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes, <laughs> of course, yeah. Right. But anytime we run across something that that is bacon something, we'll we'll pick mm-hmm. it up. We got to try it. So uh, we did try bacon soda. So in terms of interesting things, bacon soda, like 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 drink like yeah soda, yeah soda. Like soda pop like mm-hmm. that's what they that's okay. what they claimed uh, that's okay. what they claimed uh we also uh okay that, so it didn't taste like bacon no 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 no, no, no. what what did it's, it taste like it tasted like the the um the back inside of a knee pad mm. oh. yeah Man, yeah, that like, was the olive one. I, no, see, no, 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 I'm uh, sorry. That's my favorite thing to one. eat on a hot summer's day. I yeah, mean, yeah, a back of like a, a a back of a knee pad, just like the uh, the, the back side of a weight belt mm-hmm. in a gym oh. somewhere. See, now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that tasted that's, like. Um, that's good stuff. <laughs> we we do have like for for later episodes. I actually have mm-hmm. bacon cotton candy on deck. Oh wow, that's um, um I, you know I actually I think. I think I may have, I had something like that one time. It might have been bacon cotton candy. Oh, oh yeah? Well, yeah? I'm second guessing. But I think it was bacon flavored. I think it tasted pretty good, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we've had a lot okay. of bacony things. We had we had a bacon box sent to us. Yeah. Um, nice. Bacon wrapped dates I had once, and they were delicious. Mm. Huh. That's interesting. And that was a really interesting, like, sweet and salty kind of, like, it was like an appetizer at this bar I went to called uh, the Black Sparrow in okay. downtown Lafayette, Indiana. Is that and where you're from? I'm or from when you're when you uh, were in Indiana. Yes, I, I grew up in West Lafayette, Indiana. That's where I went to like high school and some college and stuff. I went to Purdue for a okay. little bit. Nice. And uh, yeah, the Black Sparrow is a, a pretty cool bar down in the like downtown Lafayette area mm-hmm. and they had bacon wrap dates and they were absolutely delicious, man. That's that sounds, good. that sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm looking up, I looked up bacon crack and yeah, it is a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I just, I, I just imagine like some guy walking up and be like, you want some bacon crack? You know, like. Well, so I went. I went to Colorado for a cousin's wedding, uh-huh. and they were like, and they went to. Uh, we went to this breakfast spot. I, I forget what the name of it is. I, might have been sugar or something. I, I don't know. But it was brunch, and and uh, his fiance was like, "Oh, you want some crack bacon?" And I'm like. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, like I don't know if I should say yes. Like, uh, is this is this a test? Is this or is actual crack or you know? Um, yes, so, you said with hesitance. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to look and see um, what the ingredients are. Um, okay, so. Uh, saltine crackers, unsalted butter, 
and yeah, you said brown sugar, light brown, brown sugar, sugar yeah. and bacon. And, and and there was definitely some pepper in there. Okay. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, you could I put obviously put anything you want in there, but this particular recipe, yeah, that's what they're that looks interesting. It kind of you know what's funny? You know what it kind of looks like? It kind of looks like when it's all when these these bacon crack crackers you know are like all done cooking to me it looks like a uh a pizza roll you know like mm-hmm. the uh, oh, yeah. tostinos it looks like that it looks like one of those like exploded and it and the the like the pizza sauce and the cheese got all over yes. <laughs> the outside crust like that's what it looks like to me from these pictures like F- fun fact if you want a bunch of those, put Tostino's, uh, Totino's pizza rolls in an air fryer, and they'll all do that. Yeah, they'll really? all open up like that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. immediately. <laughs> I still don't have an air fryer, but we've been we've been talking about getting one at our house. I'm do sure it. we'll end up. Well, I'm sure we'll end up doing that soon. I um, recommend it. <laughs> if so, i could fit that in the air fryer the the pizza yeah. in the air fryer pizza, I, I was gonna say it. oh my god i mean do they make air fryers that big like well it's, if i have pizza one slice i have one that'll fit slices of pizza it won't fit mm-hmm. a whole pizza uh-huh. but i have one that like opens like an oven and has shelves oh okay put stuff in it see the one i have is is just a bucket and yeah, you just you throw the whole the, the one uh you can put one slice of pizza in Okay. Sometimes too, if you if you really maneuver it properly. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to. Th- that'll have to be something we try on the show sometime. Yes. <laughs> um. So you know, where does I? I mean, I know both of you are in bands. I know Mike specifically. You're in, you know, harder bands. Um. But, and then actually, Jimmy. Are are you into harder music as well, or like the bands you were playing in previously, or still play in? What is the the genre? So for me, the uh, um, I I love every genre of music that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a I have a very very clean uh, high voice. <laughs> yes. It's just what I'm blessed or cursed with. So uh, for me, like it's we write. And I, I do more of the, I guess if like you took Foo Fighters and Cheap Trick and and Green Day and and put them all in a fist fight, you would kind of get Craving Strange. That's kind of where we're at in that okay. kind of genre thing. A lot of pop stuff, a lot of punk stuff, a lot of rock stuff. And then at different times, I'll throw in dance influences and mm. funk influence and whatever kind of i feel like needs to happen at the time <laughs> whatever whatever's hitting me in a certain what, way yeah whatever point. whatever you're listening to at that moment in time yeah absolutely so where does pop punk come in for you guys for either one of you where does that come into your life i mean oh man when were you I, I first think... introduced to it or, or i mean i would hope that you're fans of pop punk and being on pop punk and pizza you know because mm-hmm. that's well, something like we actually have never talked about and i'm like are they actually fans of pop punk like <laughs> i was like well i guess i'm gonna find out <laughs> yeah uh, well so. for me for me like in high school um so well even before high school shit man uh green day green day like I was in fifth grade and 
Dookie was out, and that was like, that's what I wanted to do. It, in my talent show in fifth grade, I actually did the secret track. We we did a friend of mine. <laughs> How did you get I, away with that? Nice. We did the secret <laughs> nice. track, I and that. I lip I lip synced to it. Yeah. Um, and but, everybody was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I, I was I was that guy with the jukebox where you're you're just like, hey, how do I make everything uncomfortable? Okay, right. I'm gonna do this. But how did you get away with that? <laughs> they didn't listen to it beforehand, I guess. <laughs> okay, but so I mean, so for those that don't know, because I know not everyone is is uh, Green Day fans, or even if you are, some people don't know about the secret track right. because I mean. Let's say you you were introduced to Green Day, where we're living in an age where you st- stream the album. I don't know if the secret song is a- is available. Like if you're oh, streaming, I haven't, checked, I haven't checked on streaming. That's a actually, good question, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would assume it is, but I think so. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's a the the secret song in Dookie at the very end of the album. Uh, if you play out the last song of all that dead air, you know. Um, it's uh, Trey Cool with a guitar singing this very silly song about like how he went over to his girlfriend's house and she wasn't there. So he decided to just, you know, play all it's called All By Myself. And so he decided yes. to just he decided to play with himself. You know? He decided to do it all by himself. It is actually a a track in itself. Oh, oh it, it is. is. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's on Spotify. Okay, it is, so it all is by myself track. by Green Day. Yep. Um, nobody listened to the lyrics prior to it. There was a very <laughs> poor screening process. So I looked apparently, it. and uh, yeah. But but cool. but but, um, but like afterwards, like after the thought, w- did you get in trouble for it? No, nobody. Everybody was like, "That was great," and I was like, "Okay." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And you know it's funny you did pick like the perfect song to like make things awkward because that is so <laughs> that is so awkward like yeah. if you're actually performing that song no one like really knows it um and they're like okay <laughs> all right yeah i mean it, Next. you know yeah exactly exactly and then and then after that was like a, a thing to uh uh you got a friend in me Everybody dressed up like Toy Story. Uh, oh, okay. Things and did like a dance. <laughs> so I don't know. I Green guess Day I, to Randy Newman. All right. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I mean, for me personally, like Green Day, uh, Insomniac is one of my favorite albums ever. Uh, huge influence on me. Uh, and and then you know, just growing up in the early two thousands, the 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 messed. Uh, messed in Blink One Eighty Two and Good Charlotte, kind of. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of Good Charlotte. I learned to appreciate them eventually, but yeah, like messed and and that kind of that kind of stuff. Write a hook, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I agree. I uh, I saw someone uh, post online the other day. One of my friends, I I think it was on Facebook. They were like, they posted like, how did messed not become huge bigger than yeah you know than they were and and that was actually like he said that and followed by damn those guys could write some hooks you know yeah i mean obviously there's so many different things that you know that feed into that um be getting to that you know why didn't they become not like the 
biggest band, but one of the the mid level. Um, you know, why aren't they one of the ones that more people yeah. talk about or cite? Because mm-hmm. I guarantee exactly. they influence more people than you understand that they influence. Oh, yeah. dude, they influence yeah. me some. I mean, besides Green Day, um, you know, we all went through our phases as kids yeah. or as or as musicians. And I remember Mest was one of my phases that I was completely obsessed with sounding like Tony Lovato, writing like Tony Lovato, Mm -hmm. looking like Tony Lovato, (laughs) you know, like I just, and, and the same thing happened with, you know, trying to emulate Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. Like I totally went through those phases, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I feel like for me, like I I was kind of weird in terms of where I stood with my music when I started writing, because I always gravitated more toward the, the alternative rock or heavier stuff or whatever. And, um, but like we would always just play with pop punk bands and, and, Mm -hmm. and all the time they would always be like, Hey, like uh, my bassist isn't going to make it to a show. Can you play? Yeah, sure. My guitar player isn't going to play. make it. So I always played in pop punk things just, because it's fun it's it's i love it and now here we are you know years later and and we have a lot of pop punk bands on our show that's Mm -hmm. that's another thing like you know we have uh we had weather state a couple weeks ago um from over in the uk uh you know title holder is going to be on yeah Uh, we've got a lot of like ska punk bands and and it's kind of brought me back into that scene a little bit so what what's it like kind of getting back in that scene what what has that been that process been like what are some things that have like come back to you or or some artists that you're like oh i completely forgot about that band or you know um well i mean just talking to title holder and him bringing up uh like i've been a fan of less than jake forever uh and but I haven't listened to them in a while. And him bringing up less than Jake made me be like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why haven't I listened to this in such a long time? Uh, but bands like less than Jake and bands like Goldfinger and band, you know, like, um, and on like, I'm probably terrible at knowing what, uh, what the label of pop punk. Well, means. dude, yeah. I mean, um, because it, it's, it's, I it's a personal that, preference. I feel yeah, like at this point, but like you to know. me, if you've got, if you've got the punk attitude and you've got pop hooks, you're pop punk. So there's, yes. yeah. so there's songs from rancid that yeah. I would say are pop punk songs. It's, yeah. it's funny you say that because your answer is exactly the same answer as Vinny of less than Jake gave me okay in the past like that is his definition i remember him saying the exact same thing on the show well, yeah good yeah. then i know it's right <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna... he's you know he's a he's one of the you know the veterans of yeah of the same maybe not you know obviously when you think pop punk you don't think of less than jake but i feel like people should because I there actually like, is I a <laughs> there's a ton there's a ton of less than jake material that is actually pop punk mm-hmm. and people just don't want to admit it yeah know? i mean i feel for as <laughs> yeah, the I other thing too and punks are there like and, I, I think alkaline trio has some pop punk songs i think oh Goldfinger absolutely pop punk songs yeah i you know i i think a lot of people immediately go to like 
newfound glory blink 182 um or they'll they'll jump on a green day mm-hmm. or they, which i i agree is there yeah 100%, oh yeah, yeah yeah 100 but i i just tend to think that man if you if you've got like the that punk attitude and those if, if your music is drum and bass driven with heavy guitar and it's hooky as hell and you've got attitude you're you're playing a pop punk song (laughs) i mean like what ingredients aren't there for you that that don't make it that i also think in in a lot of cases too like there was just a point where pop pop punk was on warp tour and warp tour just kind of created this huge umbrella Mm -hmm. right so there were pop punk bands and there were you know uh emo bands and there were metalcore bands and there were so like if you just adjust a little bit you know you got you got a band like four years strong you know yeah you adjust a little bit more you get a band like silverstein you just a little bit more so i i I almost feel like they kind of all in their own ways do have pop punk sensibilities and 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 qualities to it well, it's all there, you know. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. Come down, you got like five seconds of summer. Yeah, like it's yes. it's, it's all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it 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 absolutely is. Um, and and I agree with that. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you get more technical, and people are like, well, like, well, you know, four years strong, that's easy core, you know, and right, so like, right. so that's like a whole nother like, <laughs> that's like pop punk and what metal core or hardcore, right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's crazy that pop punk has technically has subgenres, you know, right. isn't that funny? Because pop punk is a subgenre, but it in itself has, has sub subgenres. It's just, yeah. I think, I, I wonder <clears throat> if pop punk has subgenres because people for whatever reason have some people for whatever reason have an have like an adverse reaction to saying that they like pop. I think, I think it's a stigma kind of thing. Like, so they they have a stigma. They have to say, Oh, I like easy core. And it's like, people think pop punk. punk, It's okay. People think pop punk and they're they're like, Oh, well, TRL. Yeah. Own it. Mm -hmm. Love it. You know? Yeah. I I think there's many different, I think there's many different reasons for it. That might be one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And another might be um, the people that, uh, I guess the term would be what is it gatekeepers, right? Right. Um, yeah. The yeah. ones that's uh, if you don't sound like the you know the pioneers from the '90s and the early 2000s, then you're not pop punk, you know. Right. Um, so there's that too. I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, so yeah, that is one of the many many factors that feed into it. But it so so Mike, it sounds like your go to like pop punk band or pop punk oriented band would be green day right yeah and so so for so for you jimmy who's who's your go-to um i would say green day is probably up there as one um I also love Newfound Glory, but I don't know if they count. Yeah, as pop. Well, punk. I guess I guess specify who's your go-to and why. I mean, I feel like Mike kind of specified. Well, that. for me, for me, it's like if it sticks with me and it makes me want to learn it, and I sing it when the song's over, then that's that becomes a go-to. Yeah. Um, I've never been like. 
I'm not one of those people that like, uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't like uh, like a band and then listen to every single thing that they have and listen to albums beginning to end and stuff like I, I, I end up getting bored no matter what kind of music it is. So I tend to like shuffling around a lot between things. So if a band has something that really sticks with me and makes me come back to it. Um, and when I look at that, like, Blink-182 has a number of songs that I come back to forever. Green Day has a number of songs that I'll come back to forever that that I, I heard them and I immediately went, I got to figure this out on guitar. I got to figure out what the vocal melody is. I got to I have to do like when I was growing up and, be, and becoming a guitar player, when I was like a wee little nard, learning how to do things, <laughs> figuring stuff out. Wee little nard. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what's a nard? Uh, that's what I was. I was a nard. nard. That's what that's I a, was. A nar- yeah, okay. that's right. that's a it's an it's a it's a nerd. That's a nerd for uh, music and comics and pop music. That was, okay. Uh, that was, All right. I like that. <clears throat> I I'm going to start. I'm, yeah. Is it OK if I start using that? Is that cool? Please do. Please do. OK, cool. <laughs> We're going to awesome. make it a thing. Yeah, let's make it a thing. Let's make yeah. that. A, I'm a nerd. I love it. Yeah, I love I love that. Absolutely. It was like it was a combination of all those things for me. So if I walked around singing the songs, man, that was a that that was what it was. And and I tell you what, I I walked around the minute I heard Blink-182, I I sang all their songs and I knew where all their songs were going and I knew how to what what they were about. And it was great. And and Green Day is the same way for me. And Mest was the same way for me. but then I also really got into kind of like I got into Real Big Fish and I got into Less Than Jake and I got into but and and I don't know if they count, <laughs> but I love the hooks yeah. and I love the poppy stuff and I love you know so I don't know I don't know if I count I don't know do I, I not, think do they, I, not get I th- to join the I, club I think <laughs> I think they I feel like they count but that I don't know if that's just because I like them as well right. or if it's because they also have elements of pop punk. Yeah, but they also have, especially with like bands like Real Big Fish. Well, I guess you could say the same thing even about Less Than Jake and Goldfinger and things like that. Yeah, you know they're classified as ska punk, um, but there's and and if you listen to interviews of of Aaron Barrett, he's uh, of Real Big Fish. He's talked about how um, he just kind of like mishmashed all these different genres together because like you'll hear you'll hear a song that sounds like so classic rock, you know, Mm -hmm. but then you'll hear other songs that it sounds more like a punk song. And then there's other songs where it's like, sounds more like a ska song. And then other songs sounds more like a reggae song. And then there's like, Oh, this song has blues riffs in it. And then, so it's like, I got all this, you know, he's got all this, the real big fish has all these different things going on. I I think genre bending is a, is, I think genre bending is punk rock. Yeah. I think, um, I, and I never wanted to, when I, when I first started to want to write and be in a band and being a musician, I never wanted to make an album of eight songs that sounded the same. I never wanted to make, I, I never wanted to make an album that I couldn't put uh, a funk bass on, or I couldn't put a pop chorus on, or I couldn't decide to put a death metal breakdown on if I felt like it. <laughs> and, yeah. And so to me, that's what is punk. Mm-hmm. Punk is not caring and saying, I'll do whatever I want because you have bands that, hey, we're going to put horns in this. Okay, are you a ska band? Well, 
no. horns aren't in all our songs. <laughs> okay, well, do you count? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Or we put, uh, you know, we have upstrokes in this song. Okay, well, you don't have upstrokes in any other song. Are you a ska band? You know, like, well, no. You know, is is Rancid a ska band? I don't know. Maybe to some people they are. Maybe <laughs> uh, they got a lot of ska songs. Um, so to me, that's the 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 punk rock part of it is. I'm going to add in whatever genre I feel like. And then the pop part of it is I'm going to give you hooks that you're going to sing along with. And I'm going to give you things like great melodies. I'm going to give you vocal harmonies. I'm going to, I'm going to give you these undeniable uh, things that you would only hear in a pop song, you know? Um, And then when you mix those two things together, that to me is pop punk. So I, I, I guess I, I, I have a hard time with definitions like that. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just kind of like, don't you tell me what a. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think, I, I mean, you nailed it, you know, you nailed it on the head. I think, you know, um, that's, uh, that that's, there's, uh, as I've said, and I probably said on your show too, there's so many different styles of, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different versions of pop punk that it's at this point it's just like, yeah, that's pop punk. Like, right? Yeah. So, um, that, yeah, I, I, I just you you took the words right out of my mouth, Jimmy. (laughs) So sorry about that. (laughs) No, no, you're all good. You know, uh, Mike, you mentioned uh, earlier. You mentioned Warp Tour. Um, being, you know, a big part of pop punk and, but then all, um, uh, you know, under this big umbrella, all these other genres, um, that are in the alternative world. Um, and I haven't brought, I haven't talked about this on the show yet, but I thought maybe it would be a good time to talk about it with you guys is that, uh, you know, when we were young fest, I mean, people have been talking about this ever since, uh, it was released and I'd love to hear what your guys's take is on we were young fest happening in Las Vegas later this October. Uh, so when you initially see it's like, uh, going through phases. So you, you Mm -hmm. initially saw that post and you're like, that's not real. That's just somebody putting (laughs) stuff up. Someone thought super cool. I think that was the whole point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, what if they're like, what if we just made a festival with like, you know, like we make a festival that like makes one of those fake flyers come come true, you know? Um, So that was my first thought. And then, then the second thought was, wow, I gotta go. Yeah. Um, I I think, and it's, maybe it's weird, but I think the thing that tipped it off for me that made me go, maybe this is real, is that I Prevail was on it. <laughs> okay. And I was like, that's either a mistake right. or this is legit. Um, and and why, do you, why do you say that? I Prevail, they, they've only been around for, what, six yeah, years or like so? Okay. You know, you got you, all the other bands were, they Staples. when we were young, like mm-hmm. when I was younger... Yeah. Those were the bands, and I Prevail 
is probably around my age, if not. I mean, younger. they have very there. I mean, the list of young bands on the We Were Young Festival is very, very small. I mean, yeah. Meet Me at the Altar is another one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it's, one of the the few that you know. It's definitely it's built on nostalgia, and then there's a few. Yes, there's like, there's a hey, few sprinkles of yeah, yeah. There's a few sprinkle of new bands, you know. Um, but what I, what I don't love about it is that it's in Las Vegas, and you know, I there's well, you know what? It's not a warp tour. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's in Las Vegas, so it's a destination. You do have to travel. You do have to get lodging. Um, you know, if you're not from Nevada, uh, then it's also like insanely expensive for a ticket warp tour used to be like what 40 bucks um, till the end yeah uh you know 40 50 bucks and you know so yeah i, I like and then and then you, you see stuff about like firefest and you see stuff about like right. all these <laughs> other festivals where you're like too good to be true and it was too good to be true and now on top of that you've got a pandemic and I mean, things are getting better ish, but things were not better even two weeks ago, you know? So do I want to spend this much money in the middle of a pandemic, like to, to go to this show that also I've watched a documentary on festivals that were too good to be true. Like, do I want to, do all that so i i think i think maybe it's the adult in me that's kind of just very skeptical on the whole thing i think it's awesome i think it's super cool um you know it does give you warp tour vibes because there are so many good bands and you're like okay well how do i fit them all in because mm-hmm. obviously some are gonna be paying all some some are gonna be playing at the same time as other ones and we're gonna have to walk around and, so yeah and that's the that's where the warp tour part comes in because yeah. you never get to see you know there was always those situations at warp tour where it's like oh but Motion City soundtrack is is playing right. at the same time as you know. Um, oh, you know what? They're there. They're, they're a pop yeah. punk band that I love. That I don't, I can't believe that I didn't think of their name because yeah. I love Motion City soundtrack. <laughs> the, like, the other thing oh too is, is like, like they're so good. The other thing so too, good. Is, they I saw like, them at the Paramount and they were amazing. I, I remember. I remember uh, like Warp Tour. Um, you know, anybody you went with, like if you weren't driving. Everybody was like, yeah, we'll get there. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand. We got to get there <laughs> at 11 when the doors open. So this way at 11.10, when the first band is on, we're there to see them. Right. Yeah. Ah, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. It's like, no, they don't. <laughs> you don't understand. Sex all the time. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. somebody we want to see. Whoever you love could be that 11 Could be man. 11.10. Yeah. And, you know, that. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I. I would love to go. Um, I would also love it not to be a pandemic. I would also love for it not to cost an arm and a leg to do. Uh, it, you know, it was like, wow, this is one show and it's a once in a lifetime thing. And now they're like, ah, oh, here's day three. And, and I get texts every two days. You got to come to day three. Got Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. My first reaction was I want to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My first reaction was I want to go. Uh, my second, my, my second after thinking about it was like, how much is it? 
and then I was like, man, like I am not a, um, I'm not a nostalgic person. Um, I don't, I don't get the fuzzies uh, about stuff from my high school. Um, I love new things. I love new bands. I love hearing something I've never heard before. Uh, I don't get in my car and put on an old record that I've heard a hundred times. I, I just, I'm just not that person. I just don't do it. Um, so as much as that's I the, that's at, the musician and the, the song, that's the songwriter in you. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it definitely, definitely. That's definitely that part of me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't hate old things. I'm not against them. I, right. I I'm well, obviously, like, you oh, just mentioned Motion City soundtrack. You just mentioned them. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, when I, mean, I hear it's... it, I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, I'm into it. But, but whether you're going to go out of your way to invest a yeah, lot of money to, to choose to do something that's that's completely based on like when we were young. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole selling point is that the fact that the bands are getting f- like 15 minute sets, that to me makes me go, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want to yeah. see them for 15 minutes because all they're going to do is the the three songs that I've heard a thousand times. That's, I'm I, not going to hear what they're doing now. I'm not going to hear what they're doing new. And so like I went through a conflicting thing because it was like at first I was like, man, I want to go. I want to go to Vegas. I want to fly to Vegas to see this show because what an experience and what a fun time that would be. And I love experience. Like I'm, I'm all about that. Like, let's do this thing. Um, I'm more likely to go to that show because it's in Vegas and I have to fly there and go do that and make a thing out of it. than if it was in long Island and I could just go there and it's my backyard. Yeah. Uh, because the experience is going to be more interesting to me because it's somewhere different something, something different. But once I look at it and I'm like, Oh man, there's not really any new, there's only a few new bands on the show. It's 15 minutes a, a set. So every band's going to get to play like three of their hits, except for like the used in my chemical romance which I love both of those bands and I would love to go see both of those bands. And I'm totally down for that. I love the used new record, you know, like I'm right. Totally down for all that, but I'm just, it, it's just going to be a bunch of stuff that I've already seen because I've seen almost every single band that's on there live multiple times. And I'd rather see their full set. I, I also, I also think that if you, if you took the time to really think about it, the bands that you would really, really want to see, you'd get a full set out of, and you'd probably pay the same if you just waited around for them to come. Yeah, they're all still, you know, like, I, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like, I've seen Red Jumpsuit, and, right. and I, I'd, I'd gladly go see them again. I've yeah. seen Atreyu and and Silverstein and and I Prevail and all those bands. So. Yeah, I almost I like I would almost like a guarantee that I'm going to get to see a set rather than uh okay, well these guys are going to go on for yeah. x amount of minutes. I'll know? wait and I'll go pay to see every Warped Tour Warp Tour bands. was a little different because it was <laughs> you, you could go to your, your backyard, it was 50 bucks and yeah. you knew what you were getting. Okay, everybody gets 25 minute sets and that's it. Like that's what it is. And yeah. Dark comes, you're going home. <laughs> I feel like it, my my take on it. I feel like whoever uh, whose ever idea this was 
was genius as far as marketing goes because oh, yeah. 100%. everybody is talking about it and that right there and the reason why everybody is talking about it is for the same reasons you guys just said yeah. like the same reason because everyone's going to be like well there's all these incredible bands but they're all playing like you know and it's one day and it's 12 hours long and it's, it's so it's just like it was i don't know it's just like a it's the marketing behind it to me is so genius. So that's what wraps me up in this thing. Um, and uh, as far as like, I don't think it'll turn into like another, uh, you know, too good to be true festival. I think, I think it'll be good because this is pretty much what Warp Tour was, but, the, but yeah. this is all in one location. So it should actually be easier to do since it's not being moved around the country you know, yeah. and um, I mean, yeah, the price. Po- w- another thing that makes me laugh about um, the uh, like the the price tag of it is the fact that they know millennials so well that they give you the payment plan. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> that made me <laughs> laugh so hard. I'm like, man, like they just. They just freaking like they know <laughs> they know millennials so well with like what they're they're doing with their money and yeah. knowing that they don't have all of that money to spend up front. So we're gonna make a payment plan. You know, you know of course, how everything you do is a subscription. This is that. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. That, that yeah. you're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and I mean, at, at first, I I had some, um. I, don't get me wrong. I've got my concerns, just like what you, some of the same things you guys are bringing up. I mean, it's all valid points, you know. Um, but I feel like if a person wanted to um, relive Warp Tour and like the bands that they cared about the most, I feel like this is like this is the festival, you know, it's like be awesome. for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I get that, I, but but at the same point. Uh, was just before the pandemic. So Warp, Warp Tour ended. Mm-hmm. They were off for a year. And then they were like, oh, well, we're going to do another Warp Tour. And it's going to be one day. And it's just going to be in New Jersey. Right. And it's like... No, they did three. Or, no, three. That's right. They, they did, did three cities. Chicago. And that that was not a surprise. Um, Kevin Lyman did say that they were going to do something to celebrate their, their 20... I think that, that was the 25th or the 30th anniversary i think it was 25th yeah so no he did say that they were going to do something to celebrate their 25th anniversary well, it's kind of like and, the Lollapalooza model right like well Lollapalooza was a traveling tour until right. i've heard it now i forget which year it was just, it moved to just a few shows a year and it's kind of it, yeah that makes sense too you know like yeah. take your thing that you've created and you've created a, a, a like a brand yeah yeah, and then say, okay, we're going to do this in the cities that were the biggest for that brand, and we're going to do it limited shows, and it's going to drive more people to it, and it's going to do cost a destination. Less to do it, and it's going to be a destination thing. Yeah. When when I had Kevin on the show this last summer, um, he didn't really say like there was ever going to be anything for sure. He did mention that he did really like the Warped at Sea that they did one year. You know, he he seemed to uh, be attached to 
Maybe. Who knows? Maybe at some point yeah. doing that again. But I mean, it's hard to say. Um, but I, he did, he did <laughs> mention that was that was a really good that was a really good run. Something um, that I something that I, I I would love to do one of those uh, like the uh, the cruises like a, yeah. like a show cruise. My wife she doesn't do well on cruises, right. so <laughs> I've never it, been on it, one. It, I I was fine. She she had a hard time. Um, but they they have I things. Just want to have a good time too. Yeah, but I I would love to go on like a, a ship rocked or a warped at sea or or whatever. That those are those look those are really cool. And and the other thing too is is uh, I almost feel like it would be with bands that know. All right, I'm on a boat with however many thousand people. And there's a very good chance that I'm going to be eating in the same space as those people. So I need to like know that I'm going to be sharing a space. They're going to probably be coming up to me and, and they've got to be interested in actually doing that. Yes. Right. And, uh, and from what I've heard and, and talked to people that went on like warped at sea, um, that's exactly what it was like. They were telling me they were bumping into members of bands constantly when there weren't, any shows going on, you know, they'd yeah, be going to yeah. like whatever it was, the arcade or the, you know, any of the activities that a cruise ship has, they would go to them and they'd find, you know, so-and-so there from expand, you know, well, yeah, yeah. You're captive. So, you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. Well, imagine, imagine that like, like, Hey, listen, uh, we want to pay you to be on this cruise. Also, you're going to be on this cruise. So you, <laughs> so you can get paid to do yeah. something you love and also be on a cruise. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I like, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that like the big cruise that was just announced was the the emos not dead tour mm-hmm. uh, yeah. or or cruise, oh, excuse me. Um, and that looks decent too. Um, yeah. Who, who's on that? Uh, Newfound Glory, Under Oath. Oh, right, Under Oath. Under Oath and, that's yeah. right. I, you know, I sent that to to Jen, and she's like, Under Oath emo. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. The uh, first record of course if you came out during a certain time period you're you're under the genre of that time period i know silverstein is on that too (laughs) right uh yes i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they are um let's see but i think all these i think all these shows and all these tours like i think they're great i think they're awesome like whether Whether me as a jaded weirdo is gonna go. Oh, to dashboard confessional. That's that's, that's, that's right. They were the big. They were yeah. the big. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dashboard yeah. and Under Oath, I think, are the like the two big biggest names. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday is also on there. Oh yeah, of course, Plain White Tees, which I was happy to see Plain White Tees on the lineup because I feel like they get left out of a lot of things. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was that was cool to see that. Thursday. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Thursday. You know, awesome. Uh, I actually saw them just, just before the pandemic and oh, when God. they like first got they've been on together. tour, they've been on tour this, this year. This yeah. Winter. Yeah. I think they, they were supposed to have their, uh, their like hometown show in at uh, Starland ballroom, which, you know, we could get into it again. Like, you know, whatever I will go to Starland ballroom in Jersey before I will go to New York city for a show. <laughs> any day of the week uh but yeah that's that's like their hometown show yeah. place so oh, okay uh, but something happened where they couldn't do it and they ended up moving it moving it to irving plaza in the city oh which, uh, gotcha that's a bummer 
Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we're, uh, we're, uh, getting we're over actually over time <laughs> all yeah, i had to do is ask about when we were young and you know <laughs> that that just you know i just had to ask that question didn't i um but no i i loved i loved uh i you know obviously loved your answers and and just you know it, it's it's something I, I have not mentioned on the podcast yet and i'm like yeah we should probably talk about this you know and so i <laughs> i thought you guys would have a good perspective on it especially considering you're not only fans but you're both musicians and songwriters and in bands yourself so um it kind of gives a different perspective right I yeah feel like i'd love um, to play on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> focus let's go <laughs> yeah let, let's let's do it um so bake it is my podcast um where can everyone find bacon is my podcast whether it's the actual podcast or find you guys on socials well you know what the easiest way is to just go to bacon is my we have a website and on there not only can you see podcast episodes you can get to our merch page which helps us keep the show running um, you can also check out all our sponsors which that also helps to keep the show running um, you can get links to our Patreon and all that kind of stuff. Bacon is my podcast.com. If you don't feel like doing that, you can definitely check us out on Spotify, Apple podcasts, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Yep. And on, uh, all the social medias we got at bacon is my pod. We're on Instagram. We're on the Facebook, mm-hmm. even though it's for old people. <laughs> That's what I'm being told. Like us. It's, it's, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Uh, the Twitter. We're not on MySpace. So. And now. Oh, because... man. You got to get on MySpace. <laughs> oh, I know. We got to get that. Uh, but uh, as, of, as of, yeah, as of this week, uh, my wife guilted me into starting a TikTok. Yeah, nice. TikTok. So at Bacon is my pod on all of those platforms. Uh, use the pro. Uh, the promo code the hashtag <laughs> what's your bacon and uh yeah we'd love to know what your bacon is yeah hit us awesome. up definitely talk to us we cool. we answer any uh comments emails anything like that you can get a hold of us directly through our website like i said bacon the podcast.com or if you're on twitter just hashtag what's your bacon hashtag bacon is my pod or hashtag bacon pod like any any of that stuff and we'll see it and we will uh converse with you awesome yeah i i'm glad uh you know i'm really glad we could do this because it kind of gives my listeners a chance to be like okay i want to listen to other podcasts but what other podcast do i listen to well (laughs) bacon is my podcast there's one you can check out right now so that's we um, we love the same thing having you on ours it was the same exact thing it was like let's get some trade (laughs) yeah yeah thank you so much for that that was a lot of fun it was really an honor to be on bacon is my podcast so um well the honor is shared now that we have been on yeah and we had pizza i mean this this doesn't get much better than that so yeah shout out um, to Lou Malnati's and uh, it, N- Nicoletta, right? Nicoletta, yep. Nicoletta, excuse me, Nicoletta. Yes. Um, so whether you're, you know, in Chicago, New York, I mean, check or you know, what's I guess we we should mention we obviously had these shipped to us. So yes. some that are not familiar with, say, yeah, yeah that, how that works. So. But what's cool is both of those pizzerias uh, will ship f- frozen pizzas to you uh, via dry ice and it'll arrive safely and fresh right at your door and you can just mm-hmm. cook it in your own oven. And yeah. it literally like I bit into this. it I felt like I was eating it 
like like it was just down the like there was a restaurant down the street there was a awesome. nicoletta's right. down the street yeah. like it tasted like that to me so same um, with this it was so delicious it felt like it just got I, made it, it looked like you had slices and and personally i like slices that are like redone so if they've been sitting in the glass for like two or three hours and then you throw it back in the oven yeah that's that's the way to go i don't know if you went straight through luma lobbies uh is that what you did you well they they ship their pizzas via taste of chicago okay uh yeah um at doesn't so like Taste I got the Chicago. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say Taste <laughs> Chicago has you know the Portillos and and uh, Garrett's popcorn and all kinds of other incredible Chicago brands as well. But awesome. Um, and we used a yeah. site called Gold Belly. So anywhere. Yes, you are I did country, see that. Yeah, anywhere you are in the country, you can go online and check them out, and they will send. I saw Luminati's on Gold Belly, so I thought maybe oh, okay. that's what you used. No, um, but yeah, they they will ship from anywhere to you you can check out like if you're if you're like oh i want to know what uh you know what the i want wings from buffalo yeah you can get wings from buffalo or you can get uh you can get the cincinnati spaghetti oh yeah right you know you can get that sent to you Mm -hmm. um or sure they have bagels pizza from chicago pizza from new york so we used them and it worked great um because like you said yours was delicious ours was absolutely amazing yes so I'll, I have no problem. Not a sponsor, but they should sponsor both yeah. our shows. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Hey, maybe it'll happen. You know? Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of the night. Thank you so much for uh, having pizza with me. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you for, thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, of course. Have a, have a great rest of the night. You, you too. too, man. Thanks. Thank you. No problem. All right, let's uh, give those guys another round of applause. Mike and Jimmy of Bacon is my podcast. So when you're not listening to episodes of Pop Punk and Pizza, Pizza, I just said Pizza, uh, Pizza, please uh, show them some uh, some love and support and check out their podcast. I had a blast um, being on theirs. And uh, that uh, does it for this episode. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much for uh, downloading this podcast. I hope you check out some others if you haven't done so already. Please leave us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. You can also go to Pop poppunkpizzapod.com to find links to platforms and also sign up for our mailing list, order merch, all that fun stuff, poppunkpizzapod.com. We do have a Facebook group as well that you can join if uh, you want to talk with other listeners of the podcast and just uh, just kind of another place to stay in the loop on what's happening. It's just a place where you know we can all interact, so look for that. Um, and ask to join and I'll accept you there. And um, of course, our theme song is uh, sung by the amazing Chris DeMakes of Less Than Jake. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.